On this edition of the Midco Sports Network podcast, we discuss the recently approved North Dakota high school football plan for the 2019 and 2020 seasons. Several schools will be changing divisions next year, and we talk to a pair of head coaches that will be affected. It's just getting kind of old, traveling, going back up and down. Um, that's just the way it is. I mean, we can't control that. Uh, they're definitely going to be a lot of work for us, and, and we're excited. And obviously, a couple, that means a couple more of our kids, hopefully four more of our kids, are going to be able to play every Friday night. And we're excited about that as well. Welcome to the Midco Sports Network podcast, presented by Avera Orthopedics. Here's Jody Norstead. Yes, change is coming. The landscape of North Dakota high school football will look pretty different by this time next year. The new football plan, which is for the next two years, is expected to be finalized on Thursday, September 27th at the Board of Directors meeting for the North Dakota High School Activities Association. Class 3A will grow from 14 to 16 teams with the addition of Fargo-Shanley opting up and Jamestown being the next highest enrollment. Class 2A will also increase, going from 10 to 12 with Hillsborough Central Valley, Kindred, Beulah, and Stanley returning to the division that they dropped down from after the 2016 season. Hazen will also be making the move up. Class A will stay at 32 teams with Grafton dropping down and a number of nine-man schools moving up, so that'll be a big change. We'll talk with Shiloh Christian head coach Fanon Barker about his program making that leap from nine-man to 11-man. All of that movement leaves 36 left in nine-man. I should mention Trinity Christian, Drake Animus, and Drayton will field six-man programs as that continues to grow. So many changes. So let's dive into the conversation. I had a chance to speak with Hillsborough Central Valley head coach Scott Olson. This will be the fourth time his program has moved a division in his nine years as head coach. They've been nine-man, Class A, and 2A. Obviously, the co-op with Central Valley several years back led to some of those drastic changes. But here's my conversation with head coach Scott Olson. First off, Scott, you graduate all this talent, great offensive line, uh, Grant Skager in the backfield, but you haven't missed a beat this season. How do you explain what has happened with your football team this year? I think it's just uh, you know comparable to, to the same areas and families that having a, a, a rising program that continues to – the kids want to continue the success and, and that it transfers over to the offseason. Um and it's showing now what we what work we did in the offseason to uh, to all these new guys that we have starting for the five old linemen and um, you know new quarterback and, and new new uh, new running back and Oscar and, and uh, you know I think just uh, just trying to we're trying to compete with the you know trying to compare ourselves to the St Marys and the Shanleys. You talk about St Marys and Shanley that those programs have the benefit of being in kind of a bigger metro. I mean, Hillsborough Central Valley, not not really a big metro. How do you get those guys to really buy into that culture of of showing up in the offseason and getting to work? Yeah, and, and the whole program. I think that we're going to the basketball program and, and the cross country, you know, how successful we've all been. Um, you know, it breeds success, you know, in itself. I think we have a we have a high participation rate that, that kids are playing. You know, we, we have the, our, whatever our number is, I think we're close to 50% boys playing, you know, in our 9 through 12. And that's that having a lot of numbers that helps in practice, that helps uh, helps push each other, um, you know, in the off season, And, and uh, you know, it's just a winning culture right now. Oscar Benson has been putting up some crazy numbers from that running back position. He was our game ball winner for his performance the opening week. 
Fabulous running back, outstanding defender too. What traits does he have? Does Oscar have that make him one of the top players in the state? Uh, you know, he's uh, he's his will to to want to be good. He's he's a hard worker. Um, he's a physical back. He's you know obviously gifted. Um, but I think it, the more you know, he he always has that. I think as the back of his head is uh, what Grant what Grant did last year. He wants to try to duplicate that, and he's just working so hard to. Uh, to do his best and uh and you know and with with doing his best is he's got he's got some talent and and uh, you put those two things together and you got a special player he certainly has been impressive so far this year now you have a big one against kindred on friday do you have a quick scouting report on the vikings they're four and one quarterback michael hall looks like quite a weapon you're going to have a good test on friday yeah, they're going into the offseason. They're a lot like us. They lost a lot of their linemen, but returned um, some of their skill. And and uh, you know, he's he's the he's he's their he's their quarterback. He's he's the guy that runs the show, and um, he's a dual threat in running and throwing. And um, you know, they're a little bit different from last year. They they spread it out a little more, and you know, try to get out into space and and to create alleys in the inside for him and, and the running backs. And um, you know, they're well coached. We, we know their coaches very well, and. Um, they got you know big numbers too as, as well and um, you know it's going to be a special test to be at Kindred the last time we were there we we knocked them off and and uh, we're hoping to do the same this week so let's switch gears now from this season to the future another big reason I wanted to have you on was of course what's going to happen in 2019 and 2020 the plans for high school football are out Hillsborough Central Valley will be heading back to class 2a where you were just two years ago uh, after spending last year in Class A, of course, in your final year of Class 2A, you made the state semifinals. You had that loss to St. Mary's. You dropped down a level, run the table the following year, and have yet to lose now in Class A. What's your reaction to moving back up now to 2A? Uh, just you know, another, another change for us. You know, we've we've been nine men. We've been A. We've been double A, and we're, we're going back and forth. And um, you know, it is what it is. We'll we'll play anybody. You know, we, we talked about even going to Triple A just to say we've done them all in the last <laughs> uh, eight years. But uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be another challenge. We'll we'll get schools that we'll have a little more kids out than we have been playing in A, and and uh, and whether that's uh, fair or not, that's not not up to us. It's. Uh, it's, uh, it is what it is, and, and uh, we'll compete with anybody we play against. Scott, what has the community response been to, to these changes? I, it, they, they go out, they kind of feed off me. You know, if I, if I complain about it or, or uh, you know, doubt it, how we're doing it, you know, they'll, they'll do, kind of do the same. But if I, if I put out a front out there that, uh, you know, it's just football, or like I have been the last six years, you know, it's football, it's football, no matter what you, where, where you're at. And um, if you work hard in the offseason, you know, good things will, will happen. How important is it that 2A will be split back into two divisions again? Because the travel has been a huge issue for those teams this year and last year. I mean, Watford City to Wapaton is a hike, and I'm sure you're glad you were able to kind of avoid some of those long bus rides. Yeah, you, you you think that, but you have to have uh, four non-conference games, and and uh, if you can't find a Class A team around your region, you're going to have to travel west for Double A. And, and uh, we're looking at we're looking at Stanley and Watford as a possible matching point, um, matching uh, conference non-conference games, and you know that's I mean, we're still traveling. I think Watford's still going to travel, have to travel somewhat. Um, and same with same with everybody in the East here, we're going to have to travel, you know, maybe one or maybe two games out west. Um, so, but I mean travels to travel it, it sucks but um that's, what, that's the how we're dealt and and uh, everybody has to deal with it 
What are the best ways to handle some of those long bus trips that you guys have? Maybe whether it be in the playoffs or, like you said, whether it be in the regular season as you look forward to next year. How do you handle those? Yeah, I, with, with Watford, we have, I've talked to the Watford coaches because we coached together in the Shrine, and I said, that's, that's, I wouldn't mind playing you guys. You know, got, they, got, they have a great facility out there, and we have a nice facility. Um, you know, I, it'd just be, I'd like to play on a Saturday so where you can, you can travel maybe Friday night or early Saturday you know, and break it up break it up halfway there and, and uh, stop and practice or walk through or whatever and um, but I, I, we've we've traveled enough in the, in the last few years to, to understand that the, that the adversity that comes with it and um, you know it's a mental state where mentally if you're mentally strong and travel shouldn't affect you that much and and uh, that's all we've been doing with it really tests the kids prepares them for the playoffs I'm sure uh, some are happy with the changes some aren't I mean, do you feel there's a right solution? Because it seems like someone's always going to be a little bit unhappy or feel like their, you know, thoughts weren't considered in it. Yeah, I'm sure that's, yeah, it's, it's a tough situation. Nothing's easy. Um, everybody's, there's going to be somebody that is not liking where they're, where they're at. But, uh, um, you know, for, for us, for just, I can talk about us, you know, it's just, it's just getting kind of old traveling and going back up and down, um, is that, that's just the way it is. I mean, we can't control that. But uh, the only thing I look at it is, as uh, we play everybody else in Class B for basketball, and it just be you know it'd be nice to play everybody. We could next year with Thompson and Hatton and you know, and Larimore was, was supposed to be, but they're going to go independent. But we all would have been A, and we all play in basketball. Um, so it would have it would been nice to have those rivalries that we have in basketball and every other baseball, every other sport that we could have had them in football too. And and uh, but that's not the way it was drawn up. And um, we move on. All right. Well, Scott, appreciate the time, and I'll let you get back to work on a busy week as you guys prepare for Kinder. Good luck this week. Yeah. Thank you. I always enjoy talking football with Scott. He has a good team right now. We'll see if they can make a run at back-to-back state championships. Switching gears, Shiloh Christian head football coach Fanon Barker will be dealing with an extra set of challenges when the offseason arrives. Last year's nine-man runner-up will be playing 11-man football for the first time next year as they make the move to Class A. Here's my conversation with the head coach of the Skyhawks. Fanon, your team is off to another outstanding start, 6-0 record. I know there are some question marks on the offensive line going into this season because you had to replace some guys off last year's team that, of course, reached the Dakota Bowl. But having Jaden Mitzel back at quarterback, Kanan Fogerlin, and the rest of those guys wreaking havoc on opposing teams, what is it like to have that duo in the backfield leading the way again? Yeah, absolutely. Those two kids, they really uh, provide some headaches for defense. They allow us to really stay balanced. Um, obviously, Fogerland's kind of our workhorse. We give him the ball a lot, and, and he does a lot of damage. But uh, Jane does a nice job off play action. Also, just we call him just to spread out and throw the ball. So, really allows us to attack teams in a lot of different ways. And uh, and our, you know, talk about the guys up front. Uh, the guys that have stepped in this year have done a tremendous job. Uh, have been working hard to get better every week, and uh, the results of that uh, have shown on Friday night. So, uh, we're pretty happy about the situation we put ourselves in, but our our work's certainly not done yet. Yeah, and it's hard to believe. You have just two games left in the regular season now in nine-man football. Richardson Taylor Hebron on Friday and the new Salem Glen Allen to close it out. You know the Titans are going to battle hard this Friday, and then I don't have to tell you how good new Salem Glen Allen is, ranked second in state right now just ahead of you guys. What do you see from your team, though, in practice that proves to you that they are focused and kind of ready to, to hit this stretch run? 
you know, I really feel like over the last couple of weeks, our guys really started to focus in, uh, really focus on the details even more than they had at the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, like I said, we had a lot of guys step in. We have a lot of young guys that are playing. And, um, you know, we've seen a lot of growth throughout the year. And I think uh, as we get into the final stretch here, like I said, you know, we were able to clinch a playoff spot last week. But uh, now it's about setting yourself up to hopefully play at home and, and, and challenge for a region title. And uh, We played two tremendous teams, and like I said, in Richardson, New Salem, to close out the week or the regular season but uh, you know our guys like I said I think their focus their preparation is, is really just starting to kind of step up every week as we get into the the final home stretch here and, and that's what you want to see well good luck on Friday of course I want to also talk to you about some of the changes that were announced last week it kind of finalized in what we'll see next year with the new football plan Shiloh Christian is going to be one of a handful of teams that will be making the unique jump from 9-man to 11-man, jumping up to Class A. First off, when was the first time that you kind of heard about this being a possibility? Well, we've, we've known, you know, our enrollment at Shiloh has continued to climb over the last few years. And so uh, on the last plan, uh, we were one of the last teams uh, to stay in nine-man. So we knew in this plan there was a good chance that we may be making the jump. Uh, and then with the High School Tier Association expanding AA and AAA, um, we knew it was probably a foregone conclusion that we'd be stuck into the A division. Uh, we're excited for what that brings, obviously, from nine-man to 11-man. That, that's a lot of work on the coaches and the kids, obviously, preparing some new schemes and uh, just really a completely new game uh, obviously the the goals of the game are the same you got to be able to run block and tackle uh, but uh, they're definitely going to be a lot of work for us and, and we're excited and obviously a couple that means a couple more of our kids hopefully four more of our kids are going to be able to play every Friday night and we're excited about that as well I was going to ask you how much of an adjustment is it going to take from an X's and O's standpoint when you've been so used to it and the players have been so used to nine man how much of an adjustment will that be you know, I think offensively, um, the adjustment won't be quite as hard as defensively. Uh, offensively, obviously, uh, you know, we see a lot of different uh, schemes, but the schemes are similar to what you'll see in 11-man. Uh, defensively, though, uh, in the past game, be tremendously differently. You'll see a lot of more uh, advanced coverages because guys can be responsible more for just pass as opposed to run and pass. So, uh, like I said, it'll be a challenge for coaches, our kids, uh, but something I think our kids and our fans are looking forward to. And, of course, you're not alone in that. A lot of other teams jumping up. New Salem, Glen Allen, Thompson, uh, both going up as well to the 11-man ranks. What is the reaction? I'm curious, the reaction around the community been about this? You know, like I said, I think as far as the Shiloh community, community goes, I think people are excited. They're excited to see. 11-man football I think in Bismarck uh, you know in Bismarck there's really great football if you look at Bismarck High and Legacy and uh, St. Mary's um, obviously uh, Bismarck High Century um, a lot of great football in Bismarck and us going to the 11-man ranks I think is just something that excites the community and you know shows that you know everyone in the community is working toward you know being the best football community they can be and hopefully one of the best football communities in the state so I, I think the community is on board that they're excited to see it just like our fans are excited to see it and uh, we're looking forward to it and one thing that helps you'll get to maintain some of the rivalries you guys have established in nine man New Salem Glen Allen Richardson Taylor Hebron both going to make the jump and we'll be in region four with you plus You'll get some new faces there, too, playing Kildare, Bowman County, Dickinson Trinity. To me, that sounds like a pretty stacked region. It's going to be tough, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, the region we're in is, is going to be very, very competitive. I think one of the most competitive regions in the state. And like you said, if you, if you look at the region, a lot of the big teams in that region are already there, and then a lot of good nine-man teams are coming to that region as well. And so uh, it should be exciting. I think that makes even that much more exciting for coaches, fans, and players that they know every single Friday night is going to be a grind. And uh, like I said, we're super excited for it. And um, a lot of work to do, but, uh, you know, we're focused on this season now. we got a long way before we have to start worrying about that but we're certainly excited for the jump and the, the region's exciting i think all not only do we get to keep some uh, rivals for football but we're also adding some rivals in basketball that our basketball team plays on a pretty mm. consistent basis so i think it like i said i think it's exciting just for the southwestern part of the state and um it, it'll make for a lot of fun games yeah looking forward to that what what do you have to do differently as far as preparing players in the off season and stuff like that i know you probably haven't wasted too much time talking to your players about it now but once the season ends does it really become okay we need to make sure that we have really good depth next year because we're going to need it yeah i think when you when you really look at the 11 and 9 man game obviously there's similarities um, but one thing I would say is the 11-man game is a little more of a north and south game. Uh, in nine-man, if you got a lot of good athletes, it's a little easier to get off the edge and, and run to the sideline because there's so much room out there without the extra players. And 11-man becomes a little more of a, a physical game, a little more of a north and south game. And so, you know, uh, like you talked about, you got to be deeper. Um, and then you got to be stronger, and that's one area that I know we're really going to have to focus on. We we tried to take some steps this last summer, uh, partnering with Sanford Power, who's done a tremendous job with our guys, um, and, and we're hopeful that we can continue that. And, and that's really in all all of our sports at Shiloh, uh, just really stepping up that part of our game. You know, working hard in the off season, lifting, and and including that in season as well. And I know, I mean, your team is focused on this season, but I would imagine there's a little bit of chatter from the players. What are their thoughts on moving up to 11, man? Yeah, I think their their thoughts are a lot like the coaches' thoughts. You know, obviously, the, all the focus is on this season, but, you know, it was one of those things, you know, the first day of practice after the decision came out, uh, you know, we talked about briefly, and, and that, that was that was pretty much it. I mean, they know and they're excited for the same reasons uh, we've talked about, some of those rivalries that we get to keep from nine man, but also some of the rivalries that uh, not only do we have on the basketball court, but now they'll move to the football field as well. And, and that just makes everything exciting for players uh, from, from both schools. And so uh, that, that was kind of the talk of the – the town so to speak and uh but our kids honestly you know we visit about for about five minutes and and we we, we moved on so uh, we're just really focused on richard and taylor they're a great team they got a lot of athletes and we'll have our work cut out for us on friday it's going to be a fun finish to the season and and as we get into the playoffs i uh, wish you all the luck Fanon. and it's uh you have a great team and it was fun to see you guys at the dakota bowl last year and we'll see if you can't make it back again this year all right, sounds good. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Some interesting insight into the changes that are to come in North Dakota high school football. Thanks again to Scott Olson and Fanon Barker for joining me on this Midco Sports Network podcast. A reminder that you can catch high school sports coverage all throughout the week on Midco Sports tonight at 6.30 daily on Midco Sports Network. Plus, make sure you stay up late on Friday nights in the fall or set the DVRs, whatever you have to do to catch Varsity Sports Live from 10.30 to 11.30. It's such a fun show to be a part of. It really is one hour of high school football in the spotlight, recapping games, getting player and coach reaction, along with some top-end analysis from Jason Andera, Tom Neiman, and myself. We hope you've been enjoying it as much as we have. Until next time, this is Jody Norstead saying so long and thank you for tuning in.
Thanks for listening to this Midco SN podcast presented by Avera Orthopedics. To listen to any of our past episodes, go to midcosn.com slash podcast.